Next on Rugby Wrap-Up's Major League Rugby Show, special guest Ryan Mattias, Wally Pipps, Dan Power as a panel member, plus a mystery guest and the league's potential MVP. That, plus highlights and opinion with Brian Ray and Matt McCarthy. Hey everybody and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up's Major League Rugby Show. Matt McCarthy in New York City, thank you for joining us. I'll be joined in a moment by Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. He's up in Canada. And our special guest panelist, Mr. Ryan Mattias of the San Diego Legion and of USA Rugby fame. But before we get to those guys, let's take a look back at what we saw last weekend. The Western Conference leaders, the Austin Gilgronies, went down to NOLA, to New Orleans, to face the gold in the gold mine. And it was all Austin all day. The Gilgronies, who are rumored to be under new ownership, showed no side effects of that and destroyed the gold in their own stadium. Final score, 32-10. Speaking of NOLA, you'd have to go to D.C. to see NOLA Nate Osborne now. He is now D.C. Nate Osborne as his Old Glory destroyed the Dallas Jackals 50-10. 50 points by Old Glory as they entertained their fans at Segra Field in the nation's capital. The suddenly lethal Toronto Arrows took their quivers down to Houston to face the Sabercats. And in what could be argued to be a must-win for both franchises in their respective playoff races, the Sabercats showed they were for real and clawed to a victory, 29-17. The Seattle Seawolves swam their way up the mountains of Utah to face the Warriors, and it was the Seawolves who came out on top and continue their push for the playoffs. Captain Rickert Hadding continues his MVP campaign as he helps his team win 2014 on the road. The league's best team, the New England Free Jacks, came down to Hoboken to play Rugby New York in an Eastern Conference battle. And Rickard Hatting is probably going to have to take a back seat to the league's MVP to date, Mr. Bodine Waka, who continues to make all the right moves on the pitch. And maybe the only wrong move he made is that haircut. It's the Bodine show in Hoboken once again, and New England survives a furious New York come back and get the victory with a controversial ending of the match. Final score, 29-26. Then it was to the sports deck in San Diego as the Legion welcomed in the powerhouse in the East, not named the New England Free Jacks, Rugby ATL. And it was the Rattlers that came in and took care of business with the help of two yellow cards to the Legion, one for Ma'ananu and the other for Chris Bowman. An unfortunate result for San Diego as they battled to stay alive in that tight playoff race in the West, but a statement win for Rugby ATL. Final score, 30-17 to in favor of Atlanta. Okay, now we're going to take a quick break before we bring in our mystery guest who is going to bedazzle both Brian Ray and Ryan Mattias as they try to guess his identity. Don't go away. Selling or trading in your vehicle? She makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com.
back, we have our mystery guest, and Ryan Mattias and Brian Ray. Mystery guest, can you hear us? So can. Okay, so your three hints as per the identity of the mystery guest are he is not a member of the tight five. He has played different codes of rugby, and he is not Canadian. Let's get right to it with our mystery guest. Brian, you heard the hints. You go first. Uh, are you a player for an Eastern Conference team? I sure am. Ooh, okay. Ryan, you want to guess at who it is, or do you want to ask a question? Did you win this weekend? Yes, I did. Did you score a try in the game this weekend? I also did. Are you from Australia? No, sir. He's Kiwi. Uh, have you played professionally in England? No, I have not. Cool. Maybe cool. I got it. Oh, Mr. Smarty Pants Brian Ray thought he had you, and he doesn't. Are you back? Some days I can be, but yes. <laughs> did, did you play in Hoboken this past weekend? I unfortunately did. <laughs> did you start? Yes, sir. Did you kick some points in that game as well? I accumulated some points. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Sam Windsor. No, sir. He's not Sam Windsor. Brian? <laughs> Does your last name rhyme with Hawka? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, and it, it does rhyme, uh, but that's still not a guess. Brian, you can steal here. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> and he still doesn't know it. This is like watching Wheel of Fortune when they don't know the the, 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 the letters. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many different plays to remember, man. Come All on, right. don't do this to me. <laughs> this is a California dude. What do you expect? Brian, for the win. Uh, Bowden Walker, let's just <laughs> get this over. <laughs> it is Bowden Walker, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. That had to be torture for you, sir, as these two guys had no luck at at getting you. It was a, it took a long time. Oh, yeah, like you said, it took a long time, but they got there in the end. You're, you're having an MVP caliber season right now. You got uh, another big win in New York, actually Hoboken, but that's two of two that you've played on the road in New York and come out as winners, and you were a catalyst in both of those matches. Uh, but all you guys could keep doing is winning. How are you doing it? It's always, everyone says it, you know, once you always got that good team culture going on and, and everybody's enjoying their footy and having fun, um, it always ends up leading to good results. And um, I just put it back down to our team culture. Everyone's connecting um, and just having fun on the, on the journey. So for folks at home that don't know this, you, were, you actually played for New Zealand Sevens. I know Brian's first question is, is it the collars that makes you guys the winners? Well, some people would say yes, but um, I'm definitely not a fan of the collars. So it's definitely not the collars, collars from me. So are you a collar fan? Nah, I'm not a collared fan. Oh. Collared oh. fan. Man. All right. All right. That's it. That's the first controversy we have, Brian, for America's Rugby News. <laughs> Certainly. That's, that's blasphemy around here. I love those collars. Um, you know, you, you spoke about the culture, but I mean, this is your third season with your team. Is there anything else, uh, you know, that you see different from when you started up till now? Is kind of, I don't know, maybe structurally as the organization or, or just how the team is, is playing on the field. I mean, what, what's the difference? What's, you know, gone from that kind of, you know, those humble starts to, you know, riding high right now? Yeah, we obviously got a good uh, management that's come, come, on, come on board. Um, 
and they've obviously had an impact um, on our team this year. But going back to my first year to now, it, I, I put it back down to our living arrangements. Um, our first two years, our living arrangements was pretty poor and you, you're taking like 30 minutes to get to uh, to our gyms and then another 45, 50 minutes to just get to training and then you got to drop people back off to their homes and so it ends up being like an hour and a half trip after your full days of training. Um, whereas this Whereas this year, um, we're based in Quincy now. Um, our field's in Quincy. Our training facility's in Quincy. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's just working out a lot better this year. So the team environment's a lot more happier now because we're not having to go pick these people up, drop them off the trainings, pick them up and whatnot. Um, and it's just easier to get around. So, yeah, I'd say it's just the move to Quincy has helped us a lot. When you started, you're kind of more of a fullback. You played some, you know, obviously wings, center with, with Waikato and, and elsewhere. You're now pretty much all fly half for the free jacks. Do you have a preference? I mean, does it matter where you slot in? If you had asked me a year ago, nah, I had no preference. Um, I just seen myself as a utility back where I just fill in any anywhere where I'm needed. If you asked me now, I would say my preferred positions are 5'8 now. Um, I started off my 15s career as a 5'8". Uh, I went to 7s and um, did three years with those boys. And when I came back to 15s, uh, they seen me as a outside back uh, fullback wing and um, so I had just been jumping around from fullback wing to first five to 12 when I was playing in Australia um, but now that I've actually stuck at 10 this season um, I've actually found the love for the position again um, so yeah I'd say the 5-8 is my preferred position. Uh, interesting connection so um, your sister plays on the seventh circuit and my wife does as well and um, you know, I've never spoken to you, but she's always said very um, sung high praises of your sister and uh, how great a competitor she is, but also how awesome she is off the field. So I just wanted to let you know that from the Mattias household to the Waka household, uh, my wife is a big fan of, uh, of your sister. Um, and then question going to when they're you were talking about the management. How often do you see mags in a, in a, in a horse head thing around the facility? Is that just like a hype up before gym or, or can you elaborate on that? We don't really see him quite often. He's a, he's a family man. So he's always with his family. He's obviously a busy man as well. Um, but when he does get into the, into Quincy and interacts with the boys, it's actually good to see him. Um, Cause yeah, lately we haven't been seeing a lot of him, but um, he's always sending them video clips to the team. You know, hypothetically, you know, as, as we all want to do, we all want to go to the big dance and we want to win it all. But can you start floating the uh, Scotty Robertson idea of if you guys win the final big circle with mags in the middle going hard? What do you think? I got yeah. you. I'll, I'll definitely start planning the stage. I, I, I ask everybody uh, that's from overseas, what's the big difference here between the United States playing in this league and then playing overseas back home? I guess the United States has got a lot of growing to do within within the sports of rugby. Um, coming from New Zealand, um, it's our number one sport and you pretty much grow up into that sport and you're playing that from the age of five to when you start to get your first professional cap. Um, whereas I under, my understanding is when you come over to the States, I, don't, I think some boys start at the age of 16. So they've missed a number of years actually learning and developing their skills in the in the game of rugby. I wouldn't say there's that much difference, but I think we're probably maybe even in South Africa, Argentina, they're probably a little bit a step ahead of America at the moment. But um, I could see the American rugby growing um, now that the Major League Rugby's come about. 
played under the legendary Gordon Titchens with the New Zealand Sevens team. You know, is there one thing that you take from from his coaching that has kind of stuck with you uh, during your career? Being committed. He was a committed guy to the sport of rugby, well, to New Zealand Sevens. And if you can stay committed with your rugby or with your team that you're with, um, you're going to start getting the results that um, you're, you're trying to achieve. Were you in the team that uh, in Las Vegas, we came into in 2013 or sorry, 2014, we came into the, the team meal room and there was chocolate chip muffins and stuff. And he just flipped the thing and started smashing them all. No, it was the year <laughs> after, but we've, we've seen that. We've seen that. And um, <laughs> I've been one of those guys in the Simmons environment where I wasn't the, the leanest guy or I had my skin folds were always quite high. So every time I went to the dessert table, I've always had an eye on me. So I've never, ever been, un- when I was under him, I'd never touched a dessert. All right. Well, you guys, you've, you've, you've had the opportunity because you've earned so many opportunities to have a good time off the pitch and you continued success as you go along. I'm thankful that you came on the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for having me, guys. And that was who could be the MVP of the league if it stopped today, Mr. Bodine Waka. And we're going to take a quick break and come back with what we think is going to happen next weekend. I've been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. And we are back with San Diego Legion and USA Rugby legend, Mr. Ryan Mattias and Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, guys. Uh, first one up, Atlanta hosting L.A. The Giltinis coming across the country. They are on fire right now, Brian. This is a tough trip for L.A. They lost uh, last year when they made this same trip to Atlanta. So, yeah, man, this is a close game. I'm going to go with ATL uh, to get another win at home in a very tight match. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a hard one. I mean, Atlanta, you can tell, like Brian said, you know, big, strong forward pack. They play a territory game. They're not playing any rugby in their own half. Things got a bit late for us. You know, a couple calls could have gone either way, and they were just able to to kind of squeeze us out. But um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Atlanta as well. They're a strong side at home. They're very well drilled, uh, most dominant tackles in the league. And I think, um, you know, L.A. will have to put on something spectacular to beat them in the – is it the snake pit? It's the snake yeah. pit. L.A. is just – they're playing very good rugby. They're starting to get healthy. You know, this is a big trip, but they're a professional bunch. I think they win. We just had our mystery guest, Mr. Waka, on the show. And New England is Free Jacks, welcoming in the Utah Warriors, who are really struggling right now, Brian. Yeah, you would think that uh, the Free Jacks might take an opportunity to rest a couple of players. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Bowden was on the bench for this one and we saw Harrison Boyle at 10 just to give him some extra time there. To Utah's credit, they didn't play, you know, badly against Seattle. They were in the game, but they just, you know, they make mistakes at crucial times. They get maybe too excited once they get into scoring position and then, you know, just knock on the ball and then, uh, you know, opportunities lost. So they've just missed a lot of those chances this year. New England is playing so well at the moment. At home, uh, it doesn't matter what lineup they put out there. I think that they're going to get the win. Yeah, I hate to be always be piggybacking off of Brian, but he knows his stuff and he's making some great points. 
Um, he picks he Toronto that- every week. What do you mean he knows his stuff? Look what happened to them last week. I'd love it. I'd love a Utah win. I'm rooting for Utah. Um, but again, based on the record, I'm going to have to go with the Free Jacks. Yeah, I, I, I don't see the Free Jacks losing this one. It's not going to be one of those banana peel matches, as people like to say. Then you've got a team that you're familiar with, Ryan, the San Diego Legion going into Dallas, and boy, are Dallas having a hard time. They've shown in a lot of, in, in quite a few games that they have the ability to score points and they have the ability to be competitive and be close in games. Obviously, last weekend's loss, not what they were looking for. Um, and again, they're having one of those seasons that's very difficult. Um, I know a few of the guys on that team, and you know, from the very beginning, the message has been the same is you know, continue to show up every single day like you did with day one. They just came off a big loss, and we know they're going to be coming back and looking to put their hand up, and they have something to prove. So I think for us, it's just getting our process right and making sure that, you know, we hold ourselves accountable to what we say we're going to do. I'm expecting a big uh, performance from San Diego this week and uh, just to get their, their minds back into uh, where they're headed uh, for the rest of the stretch here. I think you guys are going to win by a lot of points and, and get some guys some rest. And Ryan Mattias is going to score seven tries in this match, ladies and gentlemen. This is getting the rugby wrap-up bump. Woo! Uh, the next one up, New, New York welcomes in New Orleans, another team that is struggling, struggling, and struggling. And this is the best medicine for New York right now because they need a win desperately. New York at home against NOLA. NOLA just not playing inspired rugby right now. And uh, New York's going to be stinging after that loss to New England at home. So I can see a lot of fury this week at practice and a lot of fury coming up uh, this week. I, I'm going to take uh, New York to win this one pretty handily. You know, watching New Orleans play on the weekend, it's, it's just kind of a similar story um, at times to us. They can create such awesome things, you know, creating runs and breaks. And again, JP Duplessis, same thing, creating these runs and breaks and um, you know, they're able to have these moments of brilliance and they just need to back it up with, you know, continual doing the simple things right. As much as I love New Orleans, I'm going to have to go with New York on this one. Hold that thought. We have to take a quick break. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back with Mr. Ryan Mattias and Mr. Brian Ray, the Ryan and Brian tag team extraordinaire. Guys, we have a final match. Austin welcoming in Seattle, the Seawolves. Seattle, just they're, they're still making little mistakes. They're still not as sharp as we saw them at other times this season. Austin is just flying at the moment. They've got their mojo back. Uh, I mean, they just didn't look, uh, you know, almost disinterested whoa, against whoa, them. Wait a minute. We just, you just touched upon something, and I can't believe I haven't thought of this sooner. Austin and Mojo, baby. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah! <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, it's itself. It, it is. There you go. There's my one-liner for the year. I think uh, I think Austin wins this one. I think they're just a step above right now. They're just firing in all cylinders. They've got you know, so much talent they can, they can pick from. And everybody's fighting for places, too. I mean, everybody wants to play. They know they're going to the postseason, and they're going to have some tough uh, selection decisions. So uh, I expect them uh, to, to take this win at home against Seattle. Austin has to has to show Seattle who's boss. I think they have to win this one, specifically at home. What's your take on this one, Ryan? 
Yeah, awesome. Again, going looking at the points board, um, we're definitely going to be rooting for Austin on this one. You know, obviously Seattle taking points away from this thing um, really hurts us. So I'm, uh, you know, I, I got an Austin Gilgroni shirt underneath this one because um, I'm rooting for them just to continue. Because, again, that's going to help us out, right? Austin continues to win out, snatch away five points in every way, and that's fine. Let them roll on to the top. They'll be number one seed. No one's going to touch them but we need them to keep um, knocking teams out along the way. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to see Austin win. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Well, let me ask you this question and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but out of LA and Austin, who would you rather see at the end of the season? When I look back on the two games, I think that in the 60th minute mark, we are close to both of them. Um, yellow card against LA, let things uh, kind of slide away. And the last 20 against Austin, I mean, we came out roaring, um, you know, a little uh, unclinical in the very beginning to come away with some points and start stacking up some serious momentum. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say Austin. I think I'd like to see, I'd like to see Austin again, Western Conference Finals, you know, um, hoping that we do get there. I think we match up against them pretty well and, if we can put together an 80 minute performance and not just 60, um, I think the results can be different. And again, you know, that 60 minutes is, is to eight, uh, compared to 80 minutes has to do with the depth and the roster and the injuries and all that too. It's all part of it, but guys, final thoughts on the upcoming weekend or on the season in general, Brian. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a few times, but it's really heating up now. Now we can kind of see that separation. You kind of get the top two teams in each conference that are, moving away a little bit from the pack and you can really narrow down those 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 you know toronto versus new york and in the west you've got uh, seattle houston and san diego all sandwiched in there fighting for that third spot so uh really exciting now and every game counts every little bonus point counts you know even the points differentials everything so uh some really interesting even though you know it, it might seem like we you know pick some obvious winners this week you know e even those results are gonna make a difference so uh it's getting interesting and uh, looking forward to see what happens this week and uh, again next week i think the uh major league rugby has grown immensely since year one it's such a competitive league um the games that are being played are i mean we are attracting new fans we're having first-time fans become lifelong fans by the way these games are going back and forth which is a goal of this league is to get people to fall in love with rugby to grow this sport and to hope to get that 2031 um you know world cup bid and I think we're right on track. You know, there's uh, there's some, some huge superstars in this league. There's young, emerging American talent. I mean, there's storylines all over the place. And um, I think that this league is really delivering some entertainment quality that is going to continue to grow. And we're going to start to see those benefits in this league as years to come. So um, from a point standing, um, you know, New England and Atlanta, big boys of the West or sorry, the East, um, I think they're going to they're going to be going to be the ones who make it into the semis. And then on the West, it's hot and heavy. How dare um, you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> tell a, a guy that is wearing Toronto Arrows underwear and a guy that lives in New York. How dare you, sir? It's professional sports, man. I'm, I'm a victim to it, too. You know, sometimes we just we got to tell it like it is. Um, but yeah, the, the West is hot and heavy. You got um, the Austin Cowboys. I think they're going to they're going to finish in the number one seed and it's going to be a bloodbath um, for the two and three um, between us, Seattle, um, Houston 
and LA, um, all, all very good teams, um, well coached, some solid depth, and it's just going to be a war of attrition these next five games. Um, and we'll see who's going to squeak in and, uh, whose season's going to end early. We can't talk about Austin and we can't talk about professional rugby in the United States without talking about one of its pioneers, a great player to come over here and play on American soil on and off the pitch, a great guy. And that is our fallen brother, Pedri Vonnenberg. It's just tragic. Uh, it's beyond computing. It's, it's surreal. And our thoughts are with his family and we hope his son recovers and recovers quickly to be with his sister and his mom. But Pedri, with that big bear hug and that big smile would not have us ending this show on a down note, specifically if it was about him, he wouldn't stand for it. So as it rolls out, we'll show him winning the championship of pro rugby USA, that first iteration in pro rugby against the Ohio aviators up at the fortress on a great day in American rugby history. And I want to thank you guys for coming on Mr. Ryan Mattias, Mr. Brian Ray, and of course, Bodine Waka. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other segments, including the Rugby Odds, which has been called God's Latest Miracle, and our College Rugby Wrap-Up. Please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Join our weekly newsletter. And please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross Blood Donor Team. You are part of history. I mean, there's you have your mark forever. Yeah, for sure. Um, this, is, this is a nice part to be part of this. Um, I think in 100 years time, everybody will know where where the pro rugby in America started, and it was today. I'm going to come over and help the help the, the rugby progress in this country, and I was fortunate enough to do it.